Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Glamour. Hey, it's okay, and it's going to be so okay today. You're going to have the best commute ever because we literally have the best person alive on the podcast today. Stay tuned. <laughs> Hi, Pod Cupboard Cats. Is that what we call them that? Well, why not? Pod Cats, Pod Kids. I'm Joe Elvin. I'm the editor in chief of Glamour Magazine. To my right today, we have Glamour's deputy editor, James Williams. Hello, hello. Pod Cupboard Stud, Pod favourite. I'm not spunk bitter rat. about that at all. Major spunk rat. And we've also got author, raconteur, performer, all round. Good time, gal. <laughs> Kathy Lett is in the house. And the mouth from the south. Hello. Yeah. So very south. So very south. Joe and I have an Antipodean bond, you understand. I'm really outnumbered here today. Aussie's in the house. Yeah, yeah that's, that's right. right. You know, I yeah. bow down. And the reason Aussie women are such good friends is because the men are so Neanderthal. <laughs> they actually just prove the theory of evolution. They're evolving into apes. <laughs> so the, in fact, two women who slept with the same man are called stick sisters. There's a sense of camaraderie rather than rivalry. It's like, you slept with him too. Wasn't he terrible? I'd just like to point out that Kathy and I have not slept. <laughs> I was going to say, where's she going with this? We are not sisters <laughs> of the stick. The day is I've yet young. I've never heard that before. Stick, stick sisters. sisters. <laughs> and the, the day is yet young. Look at Jane. It's hard like, to trot stud muffin love. It's not okay. having any of our crap, Kathy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We could convert. So, Kathy, today we're going to talk about all sorts of bizarro topics on the <laughs> podcast. We, it's like the Glamour Features meeting, and I've, I think that you'd probably be the best brain we could ever get into a Glamour <laughs> I meeting. I think you'd be a very natural fit, Kathy. So, I, I think so, I too. Say. Deranged, <laughs> hedonistic. No, it's Glamour family. You're, you're family. just family. Oh, yeah. I did shave my armpits before I you came in, so oh, that's pretty you glamorous. you are a doll. Thank you. <laughs> and I plucked is... my chin hair, so I'm a mother plucker. I, say. <laughs> I mean, I, I actually might cry. That's, <laughs> that's big news. the purest sign of love anyone's ever shown. I don't think any pod covered guest has ever gone so far <laughs> oh hey it's okay thank, thank you, you so we're going to talk about whether or not it's okay to idolize fictitious characters and we're going to talk about our sex lives and how vanilla are they on oh the scale my of goodness. vanilla to zero and <laughs> is it all right to be scared of getting older but first first i want to talk about you have 
I don't know, how many books have you done, Kathy? Well, I only write because it's cheaper than therapy. I started right. quite young. This is why I started the so, podcast. Well, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Otherwise, we'd be permanent residents of Couch Canyon, making mm. some shrink laugh okay. and paying them. It's so expensive. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, it's the only profession where the customer's always wrong. Um, <laughs> so I started writing when I was 17. I've written 14 novels, a couple of non-fiction, a few plays. I feel it's such a big fat failure right now. You oh, wrote your book, first book at 17. I know. And, I it's, and it was a cultural phenomenon. Yeah, yeah, it was a, a revenge on all those surfy boys I grew up with. Puberty Blues we're yeah. talking about. If so. you haven't read it and you're British, <laughs> you might not really get it. But when I was The Six up, Sisters out there would get it. it totally was, get it. It, it, was, it. was it was like the sort of like the feminist first feminist life manual for yeah. teenagers when I was growing up. But your new book, Best Laid Plans, is it's basically it's it's awful to say it's kind of it feels wrong to say it's funny because it's actually about a really emotional, heartfelt thing. It's obviously, it touches on um, a woman who is raising an autistic son, which you have more than first-hand experience yes. of. And it's about the night that you, that the, the character decides to, in desperation, help him with his completely heartbroken attempts at having a love life. Mm. So she decides to take him curb crawling. To pick up a prostitute. Yeah. And Hilarious results ensue, funnily <laughs> enough. So do you want, what, what, was it directly inspired by your son? It was directly inspired by my son because whenever you hear about someone with special needs, we see them on TV in a show or whatever, they're always either inspirational or to be pitied. Nobody ever thinks about them having normal urges. Yeah. And the trouble with someone who's on the autistic spectrum is that they're incredibly eccentric. They have a literal, lateral, tangential logic which is incredibly original, but to girls their own age, they seem too weird. They seem too exotic. You know, Jules might as well have been a sherbet-winged flamingo flying down the high street. So what it means is they I end up... I would definitely have dated that. <laughs> <laughs> I know, you would have. <laughs> and so would you. <laughs> but, you know, they get very lonely. You know, he was exiled into social Siberia for his entire teenage years and also had a lot of bullying. You know, he once yeah. came home with a sign sticky tape to his back saying... Um, kick me, I'm a retard, you know, oh, and said to me, Mum, uh, the kids are calling me a retard, what is a retard? And I'm like, tard, it means late, tardy, you know, what can oh, I say? Oh, it's so awful. And it's like kids are so, it's almost primal. It's like mm. you're different, you're other, and yeah. then completely zero in. It's mm. really, but it's, 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 it's Lord of the Flies. Yeah. Yeah. You can survive being a teenager. You can survive anything. So yeah. You spend all those years desperately trying not to fit into a, and then you spend the rest of your life trying to really stand Individual. out. It's I know, so it's crazy. A, no. So, yeah, and everything you say now, and I find myself sounding almost a bit patronised, going, oh, oh, oh. But what I meant was, it's like, oh, my God, what I want to say is, oh, my God, of course, it's going to be so much better and so much greater, you know, and you're so, yeah. and in, in a way, your take on it is really, like, gut-wrenchingly amazing. I just feel like... Well, I try and celebrate, yeah. you know, people's idiosyncrasies and eccentricities, because how boring it would be if we were all the same, Absolutely. okay? So the bland leading the bland. But I, <laughs> yeah. I also think you're part of a movement in not being afraid to discuss these things, which yeah. paves the way for other people to, you know, so now my, yeah. my daughter's growing up in a world where she understands yeah. transgender yeah. issues. She understands things like autism. Especially and, and, me. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, you know, she a friend of hers has a Down syndrome brother who goes to a, a regular school. And, and I think that they're just a little bit, everybody's a little bit more... Relax. What's the word? And yeah, elastic about, you yeah. know. But talking yeah. about it relaxes people. But of course, it makes people suddenly not go, okay, yeah. it's a scary thing to not talk about. And you, you're so doing it the right but way. But nobody, this is still a taboo subject. Yeah. I couldn't, when I wanted to write a book about as someone with special needs trying to find a relationship, I, I couldn't find any other book. 
any yeah. other literature that was, was talking about so you that issue. Ka-ching. <laughs> I, no, I, I did not think ka-ching. I thought shine a light. Yeah. Shine a light. Oh, oh you cynic, Joel. Although, although I have sold the TV rights for an eight-hour TV series. So, and I'm yeah, sitting. Do I know Kathy? Yeah, it's the new, the new big little eyes. Yeah. Well, yeah. I've asked Nicole Kidman to play their mother, actually. Wow. I know. Well, I did notice. Like, have we said the title of the book? It's called Best, oh, yeah. Best yeah. Laid Plans. Yeah. I, I did notice you've got a shine glowing review from Nick on the front. I would have done it, but if you're happy with Nicole... <laughs> I'd be very front, happy that's, with that's you. She went slumming it. She had Nicole yeah, Kidman. I mean. But, you know, getting back to this issue about people with special needs and sexuality, I mean, my own son's self-esteem got so low. It was kind of lower than Kim Kardashian's bikini line, which is quite low. And um, I thought, well, what can I do? I thought if I take him, if I hire him a prostitute, at least it will kind of ease his curiosity and make him feel a little bit more kind of normal. Connected. Connected. Yeah. So I did, I asked all my friends if they'd take him to a brothel and the came there. No. <laughs> so I did find myself driving through the red light district one night thinking I would pick up a prostitute. This is not my natural habitat. My natural <laughs> habitat is the local library. I, I must admit, I had no idea just how close to reality yeah, this book was. Yeah. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. And then, and then I, I, when the women were coming towards the car, I thought, what is the vernacular? What do I say? You know, I didn't even have any vocabulary to deal with the situation. So I sort of spooked and went home. But a, a couple of weeks later, I read about um, a father of autistic son, a boy who was arrested for curb crawling, picking mm. up a prostitute. And I thought, oh, my God, that could have been me. And, you know, prison, the only wound I've ever received is a paper cut. It's not, I would not be at home in prison. And I don't want to have a strip search unless I have dinner and a date first. You know, that's understood. <laughs> totally that's, that's, understood. That's, that's the etiquette. You were raised right, Kathy. Yes. But yeah. I thought that's a really good opening for a novel. A middle-class, middle-aged mum picked up for yeah. curb crawling and, and I could build all the comedy chaos around it. Um, and also I think the reason a lot of women are relating to it, not just mums of kids with special needs, is that when you're, you're not there yet, but when your kids start dating, See, my generation had to leave home to have sex, but now we let our kids have sex at home over 16. Oh, no, we've already got an agreement. She's going to wait till I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> She's grounded till she hits menopause. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's reasonable yeah. But it yeah. does make for some very awkward moments over the muesli in the morning because you never know who's going to appear from your kid's bedroom. Oh, my God, yes. It's a whole psychological minefield. But when you have a kid with special needs, you never know who they're going to bring home, animal, vegetable, mineral. Yeah. So you turn up the angstometer by about 100. So there's a lot of comedy in it. But also a lot of pathos and poignancy, and I think that's this perfect balance for a book. I like so, wit, pith, and poignancy. And, and some, somebody with autism, though, bring somebody home. They don't have the same filters, so Correct. completely free and easy about whatever the hell they're bringing out the bedroom. <laughs> oh, so no. I can imagine. Yeah. Oh yeah, we've gone from you know sixteen-year-olds to eighty-six-year-olds practically. So. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I tried to capture a lot of that craziness so in the novel. Would you say that this is your most personal novel? Then. I think it is. Yes. And was it therefore easier or harder to write? It was. It was easier. Really? Yeah. I mean, most writers, if they want to research a book, they have to go up, you know, down the Amazon or up the Himalayas. I would just knock on Julius's door and say, "Dan, what would you say <laughs> right now?" <laughs> but I'll tell you something. A lot of my women friends, when their boys hit puberty, they they get a three grunt vocabulary. Not dunno. And they become emotional bonsai and you have to put the fertiliser on to get any feelings out of them. And my son's the opposite. This lack of filter Joe was saying. He tells me everything. Sometimes it's way too much. It's like paging Dr. Freud to reception. But it's also fascinating to have that close relationship with with a, with your your son so i try and put the positive spin on it all the time and he's utterly charming 
having Thank met you. him. And he's also a big TV star. <laughs> That's right. I mean, yeah. you know, it could have been worse, right? <laughs> I know. Yeah. Well, when he wanted to be an actor, he's in Holby City, for anyone who doesn't know. Um, he's been in for a year and a half. And it's the first time they've cast an autistic actor to play um, an autistic character because normally they get Dustin Hoffman to pretend to be the Rain Man or whatever. So it's been really, um, really brave of the BBC to do that, but it's been a huge success. He's he's really good. I keep thinking, how can you put the artistic into autistic? (laughs) But, of course, autistic people are acting every day. They're acting trying to be normal. Right. And, you know, the most – on Google, the most um, Googled thing about sons, when it says my son is or is my son, it comes up autistic. So there's a lot of autism out there and a lot of mothers are worried about if their sons are on the spectrum. And it's called an extreme form of maleness. It's incredibly prevalent. But I think it's also something that's really happened in my lifetime, certainly. Mm. I now look back at certainly people I was at school with and, you know, they were just kind of dismissed or whatever. They were terrible. You know, they were just... Misunderstood. Yeah. But now looking back, but it was around that time, there was no word for it. There was no conversation about it. There was no understanding of Mm. it. So I really do think it's actually really come of age, really, in the last, I'd say, 15, 20 years. Yeah. Well, we really. now know with diagnostic hindsight that Mozart and Einstein and all and Van Gogh and Steve Jobs and probably Bill Gates and all those computer geeks and scientists and mathematicians and brilliant musicians were, were and are on the spectrum. Mm-hmm. So. And then you've got horrible people who um, want to sort of like genetically eliminate it's true. any kind of you know, what we call disorders or, yeah. Yeah, eugenics. It's like bringing back eugenics. So, I mean, how dull life would be without them? Because, I mean, I can just tell you some one funny story about what it's like living with someone with autism because they have no filter and they say whatever they're thinking. It means socially I sweat more than, you know, Donald Trump doing a Sudoku because I never know. Thanks for that. (laughs) (laughs) But I never know what he's going to say. And just one example of what my life's like. When he was about 13, Jules, I took him to Downing Street and I introduced him to the Prime Minister. I said, it was a charity event. I said, Jules, this is the Prime Minister, Tony Blair. And Jules just looked at him and said, oh, yes, you're the one my mother calls Tony blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going, I'm going, <laughs> you know, for once I couldn't leave anything to say. And I bet Tony Blair just smiled nervously. <laughs> he did. He just smiled nervously. <laughs> and I took him to another event and introduced him to Anne Whittacombe. I said, Jules, this is Anne Whittacombe. And he said, oh, yes. You're the one my mother says is two-faced. But if so, why are you wearing that one when it's all wrinkly and crinkly and old? Oh, my God. Once again, I'm like, who is this child and why is he calling me mother, you know? He's a fine judge of character, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> same, yeah, same, but just like his mum. Let's get him on the podcast. <laughs> In the pod cupboard, <laughs> yes. whatever we decide is okay or not is all down to you as no the pressure, celebrity guest. So first, first up, I'm going to ask... Is it okay to have a fictitious character as a role model? Absolutely. Yeah, as I'll an author, yes. hello, yeah, yes. Totally. Sometimes mine is Becky Sharp, oh. Vanity Fair. Oh, she, was, oh. she was the Madonna <laughs> of her day. Yeah. Chutzpah, cheek. You know, tongue in chic, I would say. Um, she had a black belt and tongue foo. She could fire <laughs> off one liners. She gave men quiplash. Also, she was she came from nothing, and she was like the Edmund Hillary of social climbing. She got right to the top of the social scale. And a lot of people are um, judgmental and cruel about her, and say, "Oh, she was just you know a, a social climber, a terrible mother, etc." But if you think about when the book was written, eighteen ten. Yeah. Women had nothing. Yeah. I mean, there was no contraception. There was no no chance of employment. You were either a governess or a maid or 
you you were you know you were married or a prostitute. Marriage and prostitution was often a tautology in those days. Yeah. So she just survived on the best way she could, which was by her wits. So I just think she's remarkable. And whenever I'm feeling downtrodden by anybody, I I, I kind of channel her. And she's what with Becky Sharp do. Remember, uh, imagine reading that book in the 1850s. Yeah. It would have been yeah. mind blowing for young women. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. To think you could behave badly yeah. and get away with it. And if you just think about it, sexism is still innate in the language. You know, a, a, a man who's uh, sexually active is a, a love god, a stud muffin, Lothario. A woman with the same sexual appetites as a man is still a slut, a, tar, mm. a tramp, a mole. It's how men, you know, they always expect you to be so virginal. Like when the guy says to you, oh, darling, darling, am I the first man to make love to you? To which the woman replies, of course. I don't know why you men keep asking the same silly question. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, well, how much has really changed since yeah. Becky Sharp days? So. Yeah. But it is amazing. Jane Austen, because the funny thing, when you ask that question, I literally went to, it says a lot about me, I went for a fictitious female character I too. I love you. But, but you know, I, I literally would go for Elizabeth Bennet. Like oh, you, heaven. So, but Jane Austen just wrote the best characters, didn't she? And yeah. there's a reason why they, they, they're still being remade and remade yeah, in this I would love to meet her. Yeah. I just think... Me too. What was going on in her world? Yeah. She, she must have had that foresight. Quite yeah. literally. So yeah. Well, awesome. She, yeah, and she was, she was actually a very barbed commentator on the sex yeah. war because at the time, wedlock was little more than a padlock. You got married to a man and all your... Everything you owned became his. You had no rights at all. And, and, and she... You, would, and you were just dirt if you didn't manage even yeah. that. And yeah. also, you were just a life support system to an ovary. It's all about breeding. And what I love about um, Jane Austen and about Lizzie Bennet is that she refused to get married except for love. And you think of her That's very, me. That's me. <laughs> you think of her very bland doppelganger, Bridget Jones, who would just, once the snooze alarm went off on her biological clock, she no longer looked for Mr. Right, but Mr. Kind of Okay, yeah. Mr. Vaguely Bear, or Mr. Two Corpses Short of a Serial Killer to get married. Yeah. You know, that this character that Jane Austen created centuries ago is much more radical, feminist role model than Bridget Jones. So... She's an incredible. It's a very good point. I mean, I'm going to feel, I feel so kind of basic and uneducated now when I say my (laughs) fictitious character, who I just adore, and I got to meet the woman who plays her recently, is um, Leslie Note from Parks and Recreation. I just, and what I love about that character is it started out, I think they tried to make her like a David Brent, Ricky Gervais type thing, and then they realized that wasn't the sweet spot with her, and she evolved. So she was still. You know, a little bit sort of like apple pie-eyed and a bit overly optimistic. And I think that because I'm not an over-optimistic person and I, <laughs> I I just love that she mines the positivity out of anything. Sure. And, my, and my daughter adores her oh. as much as I do. Mm. So when I was sitting next to Amy Poehler at the Glamour Awards <laughs> and I sent my daughter a picture of me with Amy Poehler, she texts me back, I go, I'm crying. Oh, <laughs> like, we finally impressed Stevie. Yeah. <laughs> finally. <laughs> I know. I just, I, I'm not ashamed to say, occasionally if I'm having a bad day, I think, no, come on, what would Leslie Note do? Yeah. And I know but, she's not yeah. real, but she kind of is real. I mean, Amy yeah. wrote her. You know, yeah. Amy, Amy right. plucked her from somewhere. Exactly. And yeah. put her in there. Isn't I it? love that character too because she doesn't think optimism is an eye disease. Yeah. And living in Britain where people have an Eeyore streak and mm. it's all misery and gloom and doom a lot of the time, it's 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 like penicillin. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. I, I just love her inner strength. Yeah. And I need to channel a little bit more sometimes. It's yes. important. Yeah. We need to find, everyone should find their spirit, 
fictitious animal and channel them every That's day. That's right. And so. we're going to give Joe an eorectomy. <laughs> <laughs> we're fully behind this. It's <laughs> definitely okay then. I already had a lumpectomy a couple of weeks ago. Oh. I not safe extracting anything else in a pot. <laughs> we believe in sharing. But we're gonna I know. <laughs> we are sharing is caring. Janet, we're stripping off her emotional underwear, so we're going to see, it's going to reveal all anyway. And we are going to talk about sex now. Wow. Yeah. Let's talk about that sex. that segue. <laughs> Let's talk about sex. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Honestly, to God, actually scared to ask Kathy Let this. <laughs> this is it okay conundrum. Is it okay, Kathy Let, to want a vanilla sex life? Oh, we're going very PG. Very yeah. PG. Well, um, yes, as long as you have had some wild times in the past, which definitely I've got quite a few notches on my uh, leather g-string. <laughs> but I think what happens after you have babies is you get resentful and exhausted. <laughs> Because my generation thought we were going to have it all, and we've just ended up doing it oh, all. Oh, totally. You know, I think yeah. women are still doing about, I hear your sister. I hear your sister. We're doing yeah. about 99.9% of all the housework and all the childcare. And I used to have this argument with my own husband all the time, saying, you've got to help me more around the house. He'd be like, well, I'd like to help, but I'm a man and I can't multitask. Is that what he said? Yeah. Ultimate biological cop-out, because no man would have any trouble multitasking at an orgy <laughs> or a menage a trois. It would be... Tweaking and spinning and thrusting very and, true. you know. That's a very good point. What do you think, James? Uh, How would you well, do it in an orgy? <laughs> well, it might shock you. I, I've never actually caught myself in an orgy. But vanilla sex, I, I mean, I, I always joke I'm very vanilla because I think, you know, with the advent of things like Sex in the City, I think it did change the landscape. And even things like Queer as Folk, and mm-hmm. it suddenly became, I think, very uncool to say, well, I just quite like a bit of romance 
under 20 minutes. I mean, this is why, sorry, to you, but Missionary I position. love Love Island because one of the things they said was, one of the girls talked about going for 20 minutes and all the girls were horrified. They were like, oh my God, that's way too long. Because in your head, you think you're supposed to be having like, you know, hours of like tantric orgasm, you know? I, I think it's interesting that, that we're in an age where we even can pose this as a, as a problem. <laughs> Feeling any kind of guilt or shame. Yeah about wanting a nice 15 minutes of missionary. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I feel, and you, and I know we're like playing it for lols, but I have a young daughter and I'm abs- I'm genuinely terrified mm-hmm. of her coming into contact yeah. with the new porn-obsessed yes. generation of yeah. teenagers. And I do mm-hmm. feel like there's this bizarre expectation on young women to perform, to want to have it in every hole yeah. and, you know, and I just think that that's yeah, I, I don't do. like it and no. that's why actually I think this conversation in yeah. all seriousness is actually very good because I think people do need to hear that yeah, yeah we don't all do that most of us don't yeah. want to do that yeah. most of us are just yeah. A too lazy and B maybe too old fashioned and romantic and it's really not uncool to yeah. not want to do freaky no. kinky <laughs> no, you know and also the trouble with Love Who's Island the the tr- yeah <laughs> the trouble with Love Island and porn and the rest of it is the women aren't just faking orgasms they're faking a relationship well, now, James hit on, I haven't watched Love Island, but the vibe I'm getting from most people who do is that it's actually inadvertently teaching a lot of feminist lessons to young women who are like not prepared to put up it's with weirdly, weirdly shit. I have to say, it's yeah. weirdly quite sweet, because yeah. what I, I mean, I, and you can tell, I'm well-versed in my defending <laughs> Love Island watching, right? But the two reasons I, I like Love Island, and why I feel it has a little bit of integrity, as opposed to something like Big Brother, is there's no booze, so they're literally limited. They're given, like, I think, a drink or two a night, so no one is doing anything under the influence you feel dirty or slightly uncomfortable watching them do. They're all yeah. doing it in, in, in sound mind. Mm-hmm. And B, there's none of that nonsense about earning food, budget, cooking food, right, yeah. rationing. They're, they're basically being fed by a chef. So when you take those two things Except into account... Except the girls don't eat. They live in one <laughs> cup of skimmed air <laughs> a week. We ran a story with a former contestant who said they all put on a yeah. ton of weight. Oh, did they? Sperm is fattening. Yeah. <laughs> 10 know. calories. There's probably a probably. lot of... Yeah, no, I think it's more than oh, that. Is it? I know. And that's can you imagine if you're yeah. thinking creme brulee and sperm? Mm, that's a hard choice. Sperm brulee. Sperm brulee. <laughs> <laughs> but basically, what I'm saying is... Where have we gone with this? That's hard uh, baked. Oh, <laughs> what I'm saying is... So what you're essentially watching with Love Island is actually kind of quite sweet, genuine romance in the sense that they're just in there to get off with each other in a, in a sober state of mind. That's, all... that's why I'm in this pod cover today. Yeah. <laughs> well, Kathy knows that she's been resisting for a long time. I have. vanilla everything. The door right is locked. Now. There's no way but, out for but, you, but I, I, would, I would say, you know, about getting back to the fact that women who are mums not wanting to have sex because they're so exhausted... What amazes me is that, you know, the men in their lives think that they want sex because the woman comes home, she's worked all day, she puts the dinner on, she doesn't finds the lost homework, she, you know, defrosts the chops for tomorrow, puts the washing on, does the ironing, yeah. helps with uh, homework. It's the mental load. And by the time she gets into bed, one thing she's fantasising about is sleep and then yeah. she gets the hand on the tip. And you're like, oh, yeah. no, not the hand. I think yeah. you know, men make horror movies called The Blob and The Thing. Women would make The Hand. The Grab. <laughs> <laughs> and you think here's this guy think poking in my back yeah. well, well I have got a fantastic sex tip for anyone who wants to get out of sex with their husband just when you feel the prod of his member in your back tell him the tax department rang and want to audit his account because not only does he lose the urge for sex but he won't be able to sleep so no snoring either results yes Oh, yes. I mean, so, oh. It's just like, who needs marriage counselling? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, I mean, 
But getting back to the porn thing too, what yeah. really worries me about that too is the way the women have uh, told they have to look. You know, mm. waxing oh, yeah, everything totally, off their yeah. bodies. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Even men. Even men in porn. Why are men like, buying into that insanity? Yeah. We are mammals. Hello. Yeah. I, I mean, I like my pubic hair. It's like having a little pet in my pants. <laughs> Neither of us know what's safe to do. Kathy, I'll be your friend. <laughs> Am I the only woman in the building with with a, a pubes oh, that no, could be it, a, it, awarded it, national park it's status? Definitely the new generational divide. Yes. There are. I, I don't think she works here anymore. But we did have a, a young woman here years ago who said basically, I think if if you've got pubic hair, you're either a hippie. Or over twenty five. That was yeah. her assessment. Of- <laughs> it's hilarious. Well, I think yeah. bring back Bush. You know, it's my yeah. new catchphrase. Yeah. yeah, I find it weird. It's all a bit frozen chicken, isn't it? All a bit frozen chicken, like, exactly. Come on. Yeah. Why do you think people feel guilt about not swinging from the chandelier every night of the week? What is that? What even is that? The thing is, right? Do we all. I do, I, is it just me? I do have those friends who, whenever you talk to say, them... I do. <laughs> oh my God, I wish. I wish. I, I'm Netflix, no chill. I'm literally at home with just Netflix, no chill. Uh, so anybody out there, come join me. But anyway, no, but basically, we've all got those friends, I think, that when you genuinely talk to them, they always say, oh yes, it was the biggest penis I've ever seen, it was the best sex I've ever had. And they do make you just go... God, I'm just failing at sex. I'm, I'm failing at life and I'm failing at my sex life. <laughs> but I don't think they're lying. I genuinely don't think they are. But, you know, w- w- it, it, I, I just can't get my head around, you know, what, 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 how, is it just a lottery? Or, or do you think they are, their standards are lower? I don't know. Do you, I, th- <laughs> I, I think it's another symptom of, um, you know, we, as you say, oh, we think we can have it all, but we're doing it all. And there's mm. when, when at the advent of something like Cosmopolitan magazine back in the 60s, when it was like, wow, women are allowed to have sex. And it mm. kind of went so far the other way that there's something wrong with you if you're not completely mm. horny mm. 100% <laughs> of the time. And there's just going to be a balance, people. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. It's funny though, isn't it? Because I think, I do think it's all about your social groups, isn't it? And I think, you know, the the joke is, I mean, we're having this very honest conversation, but in my social group, I'm probably deemed to be the prude. And I think if you put me in most people's conversations, (laughs) I'd be like the furthest thing from a prude. I think we'd all be the same, you know? But it's funny how there are certain conversations in life where I'm deemed a prude, you're probably deemed a prude. You know, there are... I doubt that. <laughs> yeah, actually, I'm pushing yeah, it though, Kathy. Yeah. Well, but I've got to tell you an interesting phenomenon. I mean, you're, you're too young, but when you hit 50, a fabulous thing happens to you where you, you, you know, you obviously you're taking your HRT and you get this huge hormonal surge and you've and the horniest people I know are women in their 50s, <laughs> post-divorce, you're taking HRT, they've got these voracious appetites. And I thought, who, how can I get, you know, how can, my son who's, you know, has autism and is priapic and never gets a girlfriend, I thought, those boys are very horny, those women are very horny, why can't we put them together? So I want to put together an app called Or Tinder, or Tinderism, or this oh, one, like what? square pegs for round don't holes. tell this to the nation. Yeah, that's you, a good you know, idea. Oh, I don't care who yeah. invents it, yeah. write to Mark Zuckerberg tomorrow. Yeah. we just got to match the horny ones up. Women in their sexual prime in their 50s and priapic teenagers. When that happens to me, though, I don't want to match with your son. <laughs> <laughs> just be a little bit weird for both of us. Mark's just going to have your No yeah. offence. Oh, I'd love yeah. it. We could have lovely chats over the muesli in the mornings. <laughs> I'm angling for that one now. If you're enjoying Hey It's Okay, you might be very, very interested and delighted to know that, oh my God, Glamour Hey It's Okay's 
playing with the grown-ups at the festival, the podcast festival, September 16th, that's a Saturday, you can come and see James, Pod Cupboard Stud and I in action in front Woo! of a live audience. We're pulling so, back the curtain, it's going to be terrifying. We're going to see how... We are going to force a celebrity, we're going to take a duffel bag and a baseball bat, and we're going to get somebody there. We don't know who yet. Yes. But it's going to be amazing fun. Yes. Please do come and see us, otherwise it would be really embarrassing. I'm yeah. coming, Please I'm coming. buy a ticket, come yeah, see I'm us, coming. or it's going to be like the worst party now, ever. James has got the worst writing in the world, so what is... The... Uh, so the website, we're, we're appearing on September 16th as an incredible lineup, uh, which of course we are part of, uh, here it's okay. Uh, but if you go check out the podcast festival, Google it, but if you go to kingsplace.co.uk for tickets, yes, please buy one and come see us, because otherwise it's going to be awkward. And we will see you there. Absolutely. Right. Kathy Lett. Here we are. Is it okay, hey, is it okay (laughs) to be scared of getting older? Well, women suffer from facial prejudice. We get judged on our looks in a way that men don't. You know, if a woman word plays foreplay, hell, mm. is Woody Allen still getting laid? Let's face it. Uh, How is that? Well, uh, hello. But come on. Sexual references to people like <laughs> hey. Allen and Donald Trump. So I do understand why women are terrified of getting older. I think ageing to women is like kryptonite to Superman. You show me a woman who's happy with her age and I'll show you the electroconvulsive therapy scorch marks. But... I think we have to resist the terror of ageing because have you been to Los Angeles? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay. There is Scary. no law of gravity in Los no. Angeles. I, I'm skin. thinking about going there. I'm thinking about just getting all the skin from the bottom of my toes, uh-huh. just dragging it up and having a big sort of like sausage-style <laughs> knot at the top <laughs> of my head. Well, you know, because that's quite true. All they do is drag everything up. So the yeah. ankle becomes the knee, the knee becomes the navel, the clitoris becomes the chin. Yeah, and yeah. that's how you spot be, I mean, a recipient boots, of yeah. cosmetic surgery. Look for a woman who's rubbing mm-hmm. her chin a little bit too vigorously, well, which I'm doing Actually, right now. that's glued under my chin, but that's when I fell over that time when I tripped over <laughs> my own trousers. They I moved mean, your clit to your yeah. chin. It's LA, actually not, quite handy. Not God to, was a woman. <laughs> not to insult any of our lovely American readers who might, uh, listeners who might live in LA, uh, but, you know, in all honesty, Joe and I go quite often for meetings in LA, and what, you're right, it's, what's quite frightening is, it, it beca- the people become surgery blind. Yeah, they do. And yes. there are people walking around, and, and I, I never go up anyone, because, you know, the reason you live in London, it's anonymity, you don't judge anyone, you don't stare at anyone, everyone could be what the hell they want, but I, even I, as a Londoner, go to LA, and I suddenly catch sight of somebody, and I'm like, but no one else sees it, it's mm. perfectly normal, yeah. and it's this... Grotesque, like oh, oh, oh overt case that's of surgery. A, I, I'm not going to do that because I think people don't look like they haven't aged. They just look like they've had a ton of that's surgery. Right. Stuff done, yeah. And, but I'm not. Do you know what? Maybe I'm naive, and I I'm not really frightened of looking older. I'm frightened of losing strength and social mobility Mm. and this is why one of the reasons not the only reason one of the reasons I go to the gym a lot is I read a fact in Glamour magazine years ago that um, (laughs) very trusted source very trusted source yeah it was from a doctor who said the thing that keeps a huge percentage of women isolated in their old age is uh, a mobility lack of upper, bo- mm. upper, upper body, body strength, strength. Yeah. Yeah. you can't get your Sainsbury's bags from the car yeah. Yeah. to the you know so yeah. I, I do a lot of but I, I, oh, do, do, I, 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 I do yeah. a lot of punching critics yeah. that's very very aerobic <laughs> wow. you know your I, I do think so as well I mean that's <laughs> I didn't mean about you I just meant, oh. <laughs> okay, I was say but, yeah. <laughs> but the, the simple truth is it's like you know we are healthier than our parents so you know I mean I always take the piss on my parents but my parents gen- generally 
do not drink water. They are, they're, they're, they're mystified by how much water I drink. Well, like, you're an aquaholic. Yeah, but literally, my parents, I have to force them to drink water, you know? Uh, I have to force them to eat green vegetables. But these are things that are kind of natural, that we just take on board, we know to do. So I do think unconsciously, you're, you're doing little things that are making yeah. you look better, making you healthier, making well, you, you know live what we longer. Did, don't you? We moved away from Australia where there's no ozone. You could play join the dots with my sunspots. Oh, and what I would say is no. you oh. should have worn sunblock, you <clears throat> idiot. But getting back to the ageing thing, I am at the age where a lot of my friends are being traded in for younger models yeah. by their husbands and, and they are doing the most insane things to stay young. They're torturing themselves. Like I don't see them for a few weeks <clears> and <throat> I see these breasts arriving down the high street. Mm. They've got their own postcode, you know. And then they've got the lips like that, you know, where it looks like you've got a vagina sutured to your face, that look. I, I honestly can't and swear that I won't do something like go and get a big pair of boobs just to see what that's like. <laughs> no. I might be bored. I might, I, honestly, do you ever not do things like, I don't know, go and get your eyebrows dyed or or do you, something like that to think, I wonder, just wonder what that's like. I can honestly see me being bored and... Mm. Never, never say no, never. I will. I won't let you. I will kidnap <laughs> you and take you away. Because also, why do you want to... All the women having Botox, for example, why do you want to erase your personality? I mean, I there it is on your face. Why can't men just learn to read between our lines? And but men know. are doing it too, to be fair. I would well, argue there's plenty of men. I mean, I see a, a lot of bad, bad Botox in a man is... Yeah, but it, I read all the, the statistics the other day. It's t- there are 28,000 um, operations on women every year in cosmetic surgery in Britain and, and only 2,000 men. So it wow. is something oh, that really okay. affects women. And then you think about it, why would you want a man who only wants you? Because you're silicon from tits to toenails. Agreed. You wouldn't want a man But then like you that. go back and what the hell are they looking like? And well, exactly. It yeah. ties back into the whole porn thing because they're watching porn they where are. everyone's got grapefruit tits and, you know, no pubic hair. And, yeah, no wrinkles. You know, yeah, so it's all feeding into the same fantasy. But another another problem is that 50... Um, uh, okay, on British television, 85% of people on television over 50 are men. We never see normal-looking women. Yeah. That's why it's abnormal. 90% of movies that come out of Hollywood star a male protagonist. And and ne- any woman who's over 30 is cast as the grandmother. Well, that's so, like that, that amazing Amy Schumer sketch, The Last amazing. Fucking Day. Yeah. I like, love yeah, that. If you're in your 40s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's always amazing about Big Little Lies, is the fact that you predominantly all that cast was female and over 40. Yeah, you know, yeah. that's a rarity in, in Hollywood. And there's clearly an appetite for it. Well, that's so the first step are... because they don't look like most women over 40. No, no they that's don't. True. <laughs> that's right. right. But, <laughs> you know, I, I, I think, I, I, I can't lie, I... I I hate the idea of getting old. I, I, I've always said, I've said it on this podcast, my favourite age freezer would have been 31. I'm not too young, well, the Goldilocks of age. But but this is why, I mean, I don't think, I certainly don't think I look like a 25-year-old or anything like that. gorgeous. But I, bless you, but I'll pay you later. But, um, <laughs> it's, you know, I on my 47th birthday, I think I might have said this, sorry if you've heard this before no. on the podcast podcasts, but, you know, it's like, on my 47th birthday, somebody put on my wall, well, it's really brave of you to oh, ad- your ad- admit your oh. age. And I just thought, well... I think more people need to, to yeah. make everybody else kind of relax about also, it. And own their vanilla sex life. Yeah. We're, we're yeah. doing it for the doing, people. We are. Also, you, yeah. you can only start lying about your age if you're really good at math. Yeah. And oh. I'm really, really bad at no. math because women are bad at math because we're always told that, you know, seven inches is ten inches. It all goes wrong from then on. But we but, could add ten years to our age. I mean, yes, and look I fantastically look young. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> amazing. 
amazing. <laughs> and let's yeah. just remember that aging is much better than the alternative. Yeah. That's the thing to remember. True. You know? Yeah, we're lucky well, to get so Well, that's the thing. I just think we get really obsessed, you know, and think we, yeah. I, I know people, people who haven't made it to yeah. as far as and I've said, age, And know? I think I've said this yeah. before in the podcast, and I, I always said, somebody once said to me, like, remember, James, you will never be as hot as you, you are, are today. right now. Exactly. Ten years from now, yeah. you've been looking back at a picture of you right now going, <laughs> why wasn't I getting more? It's like, you know. <laughs> I think the best um, ageing tip I can give anyone is, is the dimmer switch. Best beauty aid known to womankind. Keep yeah. your lights low. Oh, my God. And just get much older, uglier friends. And just <laughs> and never, ever, and never look down into the surface of an iPad. Ever. And then I think, you know, yeah. just go forth blindly yeah. Yeah, that's right. and beautifully. Well, I put my makeup on in a darkened room. So you when do I, not. I I do I don't, you don't I do no I do. just put it on in a dark sort of in the dark sort of bathroom because then I leave the house thinking I look really good <laughs> and so then you feel confident and then you do look good kind yeah. of thing you are as hot AF as the kids say sizzling yeah. sizzling thank you so much for being here today everybody oh. you've got to read best laid plans it's out now it's funny oh. and it's really emotional and oh, thank you I don't know it, it it's just the perfect blend of funny and feeling oh yes. that's yeah. the nicest Absolutely. I'm putting that on the cover oh. you can go yeah, there with Nicole. Nicole get rid of that Nicole <laughs> <laughs> there she is you know now you've got a proper Aussie <laughs> yeah, yeah we Aussie yeah. chicks it together thank and you Kathy Lett my pleasure Thanks, and Kathy. I have got a girls tour don't forget girls night oh tell us tour. about that oh yes I'm go- taking to the stage I'm going around all the regions of Britain Doing a kind of girl empowering evening of fun and frivolity and feminism and all and that. Where can we find tickets if you've got a website? Website www.kathylett.com, obviously. So, yes, yes come and oh, join me. I don't, men, I don't know, you can attend at your own risque, but you will be ovulating by the end <laughs> yeah. of the evening, okay, as long as you know that. If it's half as fun as this podcast has been, they're going to oh, throw a treat. So, yes. Well, let's just go off and have, a, have a, that whipped cream orgy now. Oh, no oh, more yeah. vanilla sex for us. No, come on. More than okay with me. Yeah. <laughs> Life's better with American Family Insurance. Because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit amfam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.